Yes, welcome to Free Talk Live. You, as always, are invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Should you wish to bring up anything that you want to discuss, you can do that here. Take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Ian. Me, Captain. And Mark. And on the way here tonight is 100%, really 100%. Well, the government's claiming now, and at least here in our home oh, state of, math. Sorry. of uh, New Hampshire, that restaurants can now open at 100% capacity. But is that really true? We can tell you more about that on the way. But, Captain, you had a story to start us out with here tonight. What is it? Well, this is from Syracuse.com. The headline reads, New New York State Rule Bans ticketed music events at bars uh, subquote huh. this is devastating so with the sort of reopening of stuff certain performances have occurred right uh, musical performances. musical performances specifically but uh, you know other small theatrical mm-hmm. performances we talked about sturgis uh, here on the air a few a couple of weeks ago or something like that and uh, you know the the liberals were all in a uh, a, a kerfuffle because sturgis was occurring this is super spreader super oh. spreader event and now they're all in a kerfuffle apparently at least from some of the headlines i've seen because somebody had covid and they've left the state <gasps> or something like that. Wait, you mean they came from out of state to attend a giant party and then left right. when they were done? Yeah. Oh, who expected like. that? Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a new wrinkle in New York State's coronavirus guidelines for bars, restaurants, and similar venues prohibits them from offering live music that customers pay for separately. It seems So you to, can have a band in your bar. Right, but you can't have... You sell tickets for it. Yes. So you can't like it has get to a be, good band. It has to be <laughs> it has to be an incidental performance. We'll get to that okay. in the article yeah. in a minute. But it seems to have suddenly popped up in the rules this week. Mm. So somehow Something's it wasn't on. in the rules before, right. but all of a sudden it's there this week somehow. Well, somebody was probably planning on having a concert and in whatever bar and some snitch contacted yeah. the government of gang course. and then they decided to put a stop to that. What it means is that no events where patrons buy tickets to see a performance uh, can go on. It also appears to ban events with cover charges. <laughs> so if it's oh. like Friday night at your favorite bar and they're like, yeah, $5 cover, $10 cover, whatever it is, uh, apparently that's a no-no as well. I've gone to bars that have cover charges that don't have a ban at all. Mm-hmm. Right. It also prohibits venues from advertising live entertainment. So let's just say you've got... You know, Country Bob and his acoustic guitar that are, will appear on your stage at your small little venue at your little divey bar. You can't advertise that. Hold on. So whether or not it's ticketed, you can't advertise any kind of music Correct. happening at all. Okay. okay. So no, yeah. no, nobody free can come and just perform for free. They can come and perform for free. You just can't promote the fact that they're going to be there. They can come and perform well, whether it's free or for pay. Right. You know, they can get paid to, to perform. It's just you can't charge for a ticket right. price. So you gotcha. could have Elton John at your bar. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a big draw up. Sorry. Yeah, uh, that would do it. Sorry, folks. Elton John um, would do it. <laughs> Elton John at your bar. And uh, you can't tell anyone. You can't tell anybody. <laughs> right? Like you right. can pay him whatever he wants to get paid, which yeah. I suspect is a sizable amount. Right. Which is uh, why I said now that they're going to ban ticketed events, it's going to be very hard to actually get anyone who's like big to show up and play anywhere because yeah. you normally have to raise money for that sort of thing. 
by selling tickets. This essentially removes all incentive for anybody to have any live performance of any kind. For the most part, yeah. Well, I think it kind of gives some uh, level of incentive for the smallest of performers. So basically, you know, you as a consumer of live music would know that, you know, this is the sort of bar that's going to have live music, so you may go there to hope to find something Mm -hmm. to listen to or whatever. (laughs) Without any advertisement, you can't check it out in advance. Yeah, you're certainly not going to get, yeah. Can the band themselves actually promote where they're going to be? Well, bands are probably able to get away with more. (laughs) I, I would guess that you know, like limited social media type stuff on like the band's page, you know, or mm-hmm. their website or their email list, that kind of a thing. But the venue itself, mm-mm, no, no, not according to this. Uh, the the rule, which was posted in the Q and A format in the State Liquor Authority website, does allow what it calls incidental live music at venues mm-hmm. that have permits for it. So uh, you have to have a mm-hmm. permit for this. You, do. you know, incidental music, like a cabaret license or something. Is that what this is? I believe so. Okay. Uh, this means that advertised and or ticketed shows are not permissible. The wow. SLA guidelines say mm. uh, music should be incidental to the dining experience and not the draw itself. <laughs> the which dining of course, experience, which of bar. course flies in the face of any venue that's like we're a live performance venue. Yeah, yeah. and then we happen to serve booze and booze and have some you know deep yeah. fried stuff in the back. You know, in case you come on down you to know. our live performance Food venue, and where we have and uh, where we have drinks, and we can't tell you what else. Remember, the better you drink, the more we sound. Mm-hmm. These are wise words from a drunken musician. We suspect Elton John may show up. <laughs> There's a chance. <laughs> now, there used to be a thing where some of these, you know, the, the more famous musicians, even like the B-list musicians, would do these secret shows, right? Sure. And what they would do is they would rebrand themselves as some, you know, odd-named yeah, band yeah. or some odd-named independent mm-hmm. artist or whatever, and then folks would... You know, show up. Not, know, I mean, somehow it would leak out, and people would show up and kind of know. But mostly, whoever showed up wouldn't know. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's the guy from this band or right. whatever that kind of a thing. And they would do a secret show, and that was fun. This, however, doesn't sound fun. This doesn't sound fun at all. No. It does remind me of the uh, Metallica secret show that the guys in jail when I was in jail for civil disobedience told me it was like in the 1990s when they were, you know, in their big, you know, hitting it big kind of time. Was it they Spastic actually- Children? Uh, what? The guys in jail? The, the, no, the rename of their secret show. Oh, Did I don't know. Did they advertise it as Spastic Children? I, I didn't get that detail, but they showed up and actually played, I think it was at the fairgrounds mm-hmm. here in Keene. It was one of those un, unannounced shows. I don't know how the word got out, but yeah. people went and they saw Metallica play here in little old Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> okay, because yeah. Metallica once went on stage, I mean, early in their days, they once went on stage and called themselves Spastic Children, mm-hmm. uh, and they came out on stage wearing nothing but one sock. Okay. Really? I'll let so you they imagine were t- they were totally where, the, naked? where the one sock was placed. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty spastic. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, little known That's trivia fun. that floats around in the captain's brain. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, many bars, restaurants, venues that had begun scheduling such events in recent weeks since Canceled. the reopening were taken by surprise. Yep. <laughs> surprise! Hey, you're in New York. It's government. Here, have some. Mm-hmm. Uh, news of the new rules Take made the rounds. Taken in the biblical sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, news of the new rules made the rounds amongst musicians and venue operators on Tuesday. This is devastating, said Julie Leone, co-owner of the 443 Social Club mm. and Lounge on Burnett Avenue in Syracuse. The 443 had only reopened in the past two weeks. Damn. Uh, this effectively shuts me wow. down again, she yep. said. 
people in the entertainment industry say it's especially frustrating because it seemed to come out of nowhere. It's absolutely cruel, said Syracuse musician Colin Aberdeen, who has only recently started playing live gigs again. They've been dangling the idea that these venues can reopen, and then arbitrarily and randomly, they take it away. I mean, I'm not all for safety protocols. He says, I mean, I'm all for safety protocols, but they have to make sense. Why would they do this? So this is a musician crying out. Right. Well, everybody's uh, trying to take the reasonable approach here. And look, I'm not... I'm almost done with reasonable, but I'm not prone to conspiracy theories. But So I'm not going to say that this is so. But if you were going to design a way to destroy small business and promote big corporations in America, this would, be this would have been the way that you t- should do it. Yeah. it uh, I mean, effectively, and this promotes big corporations how? Because they, like a huge venue isn't considered a bar, and so this isn't affecting them? Netflix is doing just fine, is what I would say is that if you look at the biggest of corporations in America, their bottom lines have increased dramatically during mm-hmm. COVID okay. and, versus mom-and-pop yeah. organizations. But does, this, this, but does this affect any music venue or only bars that have live music? That is a great question. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Because if you could still have, like, the mega stadium event... Of course event, you can't do that. Yeah. You're saying you can't do no. that? Okay, because it had said it was bars earlier. Sure, which... but you can't do that anyway. Okay, okay. Right now uh, nobody's going to concerts. Uh, well, I don't know if that's true. They've been having these so-called drive-in shows outside in of some those. places. The toll-free number is eight fifty-five four fifty free like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Me, Captain. And me, Mark. Want to make sure you know about Divi. It is a relatively new, easy-to-use cryptocurrency that we've been promoting here on Free Talk Live. And between March, uh, mid-March and mid-July of this year, Divi increased in value by over 10 times. Now, it could continue to go up. That's certainly the intention of the folks who are creating Divi and working on their brand-new wallet that uh, has yet to be released publicly. But it was the release of their beta wallet that happened to coincide with the 10x jump in price. So will Divi continue to go up? Well, we don't know. But at Free Talk Live, we're happy with our decision to hook up with Divi a year ago. You can go to DiviProject.org and begin earning Divi by starting a masternode or staking Divi. You can even enter their lottery for people who stake the coin as well. Go to DiviProject.org to get started. D-I-V-I Project.org. Apparently, um, Captain, you're reading the story about New York State cracking down on bar owners who are wanting to have live music, you know, to, I don't know, try to attract people to leave their homes and come out and drink something. Or uh, eat, even. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, to pay, buy to pay inflated uh, costs for food and alcohol. And they're now um, being told they are not allowed to have ticketed events, that music should only be, quote, incidental to the dining experience and not the draw itself. So it's not prohibited to have someone playing music at your bar. You just simply cannot ticket the event, meaning you cannot charge people specifically for the the music. And you also apparently cannot promote the fact that you have a certain person playing there. And you can't charge cover. 
Correct. Um, and apparently there's a little bit more to this. And I know you may have more from your story, but I've got mm-hmm. the actual guidelines here from the oh, Department of yeah, uh, Liquor Authority, sla.ny.gov. This is one more point that I'm not sure is mentioned in your story. All other forms of live entertainment, such as exotic dancing, comedy shows, karaoke, etc., are not permissible, regardless of the phase. Right. So you can't you, you can have a guy uh, playing some music. You can't have a guy telling jokes. He can't tell a joke. Government has prohibited entertainment. That's live right. Live entertainment, the and oldest so, form of entertainment <laughs> ever to humanity. Government has effectively prohibited it. And it says that it is uh, not permissible under any one of what do they call these phase. So they have these different reopening phases yeah. under no phase. Is the comedy show acceptable under yeah, no I phase? Mean, so it's it's strange. You could wear a mask and do comedy, mm-hmm. right? Like you could have one of those masks that uh, has a cone sort of around your face so that you can move your lips freely. You can be close enough to an amplified microphone that you will be audible. But the biggest problem is is it sort of muffles the airwaves coming out of your mouth. But the microphone. Well, there's have a lot of issue. problems with masks. That's I, only one of them, right? I'm talking about in being heard, mm-hmm. and so. I, I mean, if you wanted to tell jokes, you could wear a mask and tell jokes. Not Perhaps, in New York. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, well, um, is it the state, right? Not the city. This is appearing to be the New York state government Yeah, yeah the SLA is the state liquor, liquor authority. authority. Well, and, so, uh, well, maybe they should just have a, another, they have the governor go back on and uh, beg people to stay. And that's why they're going after the bars here, because it's the liquor authority, so... Again, it's not clear whether this applies to massive uh, corporate kind of venues or whatever. Well, I, I mean, I, I can't know. imagine they would allow a Probably stadium not. to fill up with people for, you know, X performer, right? Somebody who can draw and fill a stadium or, a, or an yeah. arena or something like that. Probably I, not. I imagine that that is also somewhere else in the coronavirus crackdown, as it were, the government's overreaction to all of this crap. Uh, I would imagine that those things are prohibited, which is why we see people trying to be creative and doing things like these drive-in concerts and drive-in comedy shows and that kind of a thing in other places. And also, keep in mind that while we are talking, this article talks specifically about New York State, it's not the only place this is happening. Oh, really? I wouldn't be surprised. the, The lockdown originally effectively ended live music, theater, Comedy, stand-up comedy, sports, right? Now, everybody, oh, well, there's baseball and, like, the NFL is going to, okay. It's, or is it? Like, we don't know. We don't know how it's going to be effective. The The NFL is talking about having the season with no fans. That's right, yeah. Cardboard fans or whatever. Yeah, they're going to pipe in, Computer like, some sort of ambient well, white noise so that you don't hear the players cussing as they attack each other. <laughs> don't forget the... Uh, I know, it's ridiculous, man. I, I, well, don't forget the, the, the local sports teams. Those things are basically shut Done. down. Done. Yeah. yeah. Shut down. There's no bowling leagues. There's no dart leagues. Right? These are I heard just the bowling alley's stuff. closed. Is it? That's that's what I heard. I heard that uh, here in, in Keene, there, Chris Wade, our me. Friday night co-host, lives right across the street from it. Yeah. So, you know, he sees there's nobody over there. It's it's closed. I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't even you know closed off one out of every other two lanes or whatever. They've closed. The whole place hasn't reopened yet. Yeah. Uh, the only place in Keene that has a a large stage, I'm trying to remember the name of it, it's over by the the credit union. Uh, it's it's attached to the hotel, mm, but it's okay. it's got an Irish name. It's like Mick Mick something yeah, or whatever. Um, I don't think that they've reopened. 
Mm. I, I haven't looked into it since you know the last few weeks or so. Well, uh, a guy that has a dance floor in his club slash bar was told he's not allowed to have dancing. Right. So <laughs> again, the plot to Footloose. Uh, yeah, it's happening again. Yeah. You know, this, this has happened before. Bans on dancing are not a new thing. It's right. just I, you thought we were done with those. Uh, you in thought, the 21st oh, that only century. happens in Utah yeah. or something. Right? Or you know, two hundred years ago or right. something like that. But no, no, it's it's here again. When did they tell you that the bowling alley was closed? Uh, last night. Okay. Says that they're reopening on June fifteenth. Okay. See hours below. Maybe they did reopen. That's I don't just know. the website. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. They may not pay that close of attention. This is what they thought. Yeah. I or maybe mean, it's reopened, but no one's going there. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, at this point, folks have been scared by the media, too scared to do much of anything. Um, I know for a fact, uh, just you know, riffing on the NFL bit, that uh, the Green Bay Packers, for example, who have a waiting list for season tickets that spans more than 30 years. Jesus. Right? Uh, 80% of the fans, when, when they were surveyed by the organization before they were going to decide what they were going to do about fans this year, mm-hmm. 80% of the season ticket holders opted out oh, of attending. So sad. Right? This is, this is a team that, that is infamous for its diehard fan base. Mm-hmm. Again, the waiting list is insane. No other sports team, period, that I'm aware of has a wait list for season tickets that's wow. 30 freaking years. So, um yeah, it's it's an interesting time that we live in. People have effectively it's a pathetic been scared. Time. It's pathetic. It, People uh, are really opinion. sad. And so so influenced, easily influenced by these government goons and these, you know, authoritarian doctor types. Agreed. It's depressing. Plenty of doctors are out there saying, you know, giving advice contrary to sort of what the uh, the government's doing. Yeah, but if you post about it on social media, it gets taken down immediately. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I, I mean, like, being a doctor doesn't make one an expert no, in this. No, just somebody with an opinion. And then we listen to the particular... I, I don't even understand why. Well, they have an authoritarian uh, demeanor, so they're yeah. being presented by the government, so they're more important doctors than your doctor is. Yeah, yep. they're, the, they're the chosen doctor. 855-450-FREE, like freedom. We got more on the way here about live music. Uh, sorry, New Yorkers, you're going to have to travel here to New Hampshire, I guess, if you want to see uh, any kind of music. I, there are some concerts. These drive-in things are being done here in this area. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Divi's been a pretty good investment for Free Talk Live. Their ad campaign started in September 2019, and from mid-March to mid-July, the value soared by 10 times. It's not too late. Divi's new wallet hasn't even released yet, and other things are happening that I can't even say on the radio. If you want to invest and potentially do well, go to DiviProject.org. I can tell you that FTL is deepening its partnership with the guys from DiviProject.org. Past performance is not an indication of future profit. DiviProject.org. D-I-V-I Project.org. Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. What are some of the most ridiculous restrictions going on where you live? It's going to be hard to top New York State. But you might be in California or somewhere else where, you know, it's pretty competitively ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you can call in and share what's going on near you at 855-450-FREE with New York now banning any kind of ticketed live music events, at least in bars, probably 
any ticketed live music event, but that much we are not clear on it. They are definitely targeting bars, however, bars and, and restaurants. Uh, not allowed to advertise who they're going to have playing. Not allowed to accept money from anyone for tickets for the event. So you can still have someone play at your bar, but it has to be, quote, incidental to the dining experience. cannot be the attraction to the event. Uh, so you want to share your thoughts, you can join us, 855-450-FREE. By the way, I want to say thanks to Sid, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier, and Sid is contributing 5 bucks a month to the AMP program to help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations to bring this program and the ideas of freedom into more ears around the United States. And that's what the AMP program's about, uh, and that's what Sid's helping us do. And you can join Sid and the other almost 200 Free Talk Live amplifiers, thanks to all of you guys, at amp.freetalklive.com. It's ampamp.freetalklive.com. we got more coming up here. Captain, is there more from your story worth sharing? Well, uh, Leone said she spoke to a state liquor authority enforcement officer Tuesday, and was told this that, was a venue owner, Leone. Yeah, mm-hmm. was told that the agency could automatically suspend the liquor licenses for any venues found to be advertising shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be different from regular enforcement, in which officers physically visit the venues to verify non-compliance. So normally, if you know, under regular circumstances, yeah. somebody would have to pay a visit if they're violating something to verify. This is just an automatic thing. It's like they're like, oh nope, you're not in compliance. Automatically yank mm-hmm. their liquor license. So apparently, it's a fast track to shut your business down. Um, she's spending the morning wiping away any references to shows off of her social media sites. Wow, right? So imagine you've already advertised, and right. then you find out that this particular rule mysteriously crept up somehow yeah. and and now you're you're backtracking right yeah, backtrack 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 you know got to undo everything right because all it's going to take is one bozo mm-hmm. right to be like oh hey look at this take a screenshot send it to the cops on, send it to the cop whatever it is right and then they're out of business um she said they put they're going to be out of business anyway yeah and they are and the other thing i wanted to say too because we were talking you had mentioned mark something about uh, you know, if this were a method to sort of target small businesses and leave the larger businesses sort of alone, how you know, how is that? Well, most music venues are independent. There's no yeah. such thing that I'm aware of anyway uh, in my time in the music business as a chain of music venues, right? I've never if heard so, of that. so, they're pretty that. rare. Right, yeah. And if they do exist, I've certainly never participated in one knowingly anyway. I mean, there are definitely some big venues that are totally corporatized or whatever. But Sure. I mean, you know, all of your arenas yeah. and, and that kind of a thing are all subsidized by governments. A lot of them are, you yeah. know. Uh, I can't think of one that isn't mm. that I've been to. So, uh, you know, as far as building them and, you know, naming the entrance or whatever it is, naming the arena itself after something. The TD Bank Arena. Right. Exactly. Uh, So those are all, you know, sponsored at some level by government Uh, and even all the sports arenas, too. I don't know why (laughs) some of these major sports, right, basketball, baseball, football, uh, I don't know why they have the necessity to involve taxpayer money in building their stadiums. They're they well, because they some can. of the wealthiest organizations on <laughs> yeah, they the don't freaking have a planet. Necessity, they just can because right. they've got the connections. Well, I mean, you know, basically it's it's something they're selling. So if you've got the uh, uh, you, you pick right the, the 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 Tampa Bay Fire Ants um, and and you get this league and then suddenly uh, Jacksonville says, "Hey, we'll give you a free place to play." And so you don't have to pay rent at whatever stadium you're currently playing at. 
and you're going to say, well, okay. The government has no business doing any of that. Agreed. It, it doesn't make any sense, but it's, you know, it's, it's a market failure problem. I want to go to the phones here. John is on the line. He's calling from Delaware. John, you're on Free Talk Live, listening to WDOV in Dover. Yeah, I, I, I wondered if you guys would agree with me that all politicians are liars, cheats, thieves, and cutthroats. Uh, let's, not forget, let's not forget murderers. I'm going to cut uh, one exemption out for Ron Paul, but every other one of them, yes. Uh, I'm going to okay, cut out. That's legitimate. I concur. I I'm going to cut that. out something now, like 1%. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to call 99 percent. Did you say about one percent? Yeah, I'm going to call one. I'm going to take one. I'm going to point five, man. All right, all right. I'm I'm with you. Fine. Anywho, (laughs) my 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 combo in the brain is that these guys think that that the politicians that have the powers that be are going to have a fair election by mail-in ballot, (laughs) and I think that (laughs) that's ridiculous, man. And, And I just heard on the radio that they're going to go ahead and fix it by throwing $25 billion at the post office. These really? people have not learned that you do not fix a problem by throwing money at it. Yes. That's what they love to do. They just take our money, they throw it around like they got nothing to lose, and then they end up with a policy that's broken in half, man. I'm sick and tired of it. Well, and if just, we could go to Walmart, man, we can go to the polls. Well, and just the term fair election, that's an oxymoron. It's like military intelligence or jumbo shrimp. Uh, an election, even if conducted mathematically to you know 100% accuracy, is still unfair because it's the majority forcing their opinion upon the minority. Hundred percent, and it should be one of the most trustworthy worthy things that we got going on, man. Our elections, I mean, because it really matters who's in charge and who's pulling the cards and and throwing the punches. I mean, you see what happens when tyrants get control, and I hate to say it, I'm an independent, but if these liberals get control of the presidency, the House and the Senate. We're going to be in ruins, my friends. Well, We're I just want to add ruined. this to what you're saying, the $25 billion. Apparently, that was a House bill that has been of passed course. largely along party lines with the Democrats, of course, supporting it. So there's a good chance it's not going to get through, and Trump will likely veto even if it does somehow get through yeah. the Senate. The so. post office has become a so real we'll political football Senate, here in the recent past. Uh, basically, you know, on are we all going postal? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, on one hand, <laughs> uh, the Republicans are claiming, "Hey, they're doing a lot of sort of normal things that they've just been doing." On the other hand, the Democrats are like, "Oh my God, they're, they're grabbing sabotaging ma- the election. they're grabbing mailboxes <laughs> and they're 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 throwing in the backs of trucks and." Taking them off the street. Man, it's a crazy world that we are living in now, gentlemen. Thank yeah, you, John, for your call last, tonight. Too. I appreciate it. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. I actually have a little story here by Jacob Hornberger regarding the post office. Captain, was there anything else that you thought was worth sharing about this crackdown in New York on music I mean, venues? It's, it's horrifying, and everybody's upset about it that's involved in the industry. More businesses are going to go out of business that haven't already or that been hanging on, probably burning through all of their life savings. And you know, It's just making, it's exasperating matters, and more people are going to uh, be on the wrong end of this, of course. Yeah, if you want to comment, please join us here, 855-450-FREE. I've got some related stories about other restrict, you know, ridiculous restrictions uh, on businesses, and it's just it's so sad watching all this happen. And like you said, Captain, with 80% of people, season ticket holders, people who are total fanatics about uh, the Green Bay Packers opting to not use their season pass, yep. 
uh, this year is really just an indicator of how bad this situation really is, of how afraid uh, people are of this this virus that honestly doesn't seem to be that much worse than a bad cold or a flu or something like that. I mean, the it keeps going. fear is, so does the flu. Mm-hmm. It keeps coming back year after year after year. So, and this is a new thing, right? So people who haven't gotten it before, they're going to get it for the first time, unlike some other things that they've built immunities to. Uh, I I guess I'd like to say that we have better treatments for it than we did, say, back in uh, March and April. Mm. How's that? I I guess. I I have no idea. I know some people have had some success with the, uh, what was that uh, thing that's been banned from some states? A whole bunch of things. The... uh, uh, I can't remember the name, name yeah. of it off. To, there's a whole bunch of uh, different treatments out there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Colchicine, I, I hear they're doing tests on. Who knows? 855-450 free. I wish there was a treatment for fear because that's the real problem. People fear is the real virus. are steeped in that right now, and it is going to be very destructive. More com- This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. We can talk about the Postal Service. There's a lot of political controversy over it right now, more so than normal. Post Uh, office suck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they kind of do. The uh, host tonight, Ian, me, Captain, and Mark. We go to your phone calls and thoughts. Robert is on the line in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Robert. Hi, sir. I just want to mention to you a couple of things. One of them is that there's an old saying, and that is, a coward dies a thousand deaths. So if in doubt, be brave and fight hard, and you'll do a lot better than if you cave in, because if you cave in once... You'll cave in again, and the enemy knows that. You know, i got to say, normally I don't agree with the things you call in about, Robert, but that at least that statement, I happen to agree with you on that. How does a coward die a thousand deaths? I mean, pretty much everybody's got one Because shot. every day uh, stinks, uh, and a coward's life is the uh, suggestion. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is Germany had the same problem. In the old days, it used to be the Bundesministerium for Post and Telecommunication. In other words, the Federal Ministry for Post and Telecommunications. It controlled both the post office and the Deutsche Telekom. And the Germans figured out that because the prices were declining rapidly, they had to let the prices decline because foreign competition was coming in and people would call Germany and then, I mean, Germany would call somebody, and then that person would call back with their rates, getting much cheaper rates. So they were putting the Deutsche Telekom out of business, basically. Mm. So what they did is they said that Germans are not going to run a business. It doesn't make any money, at least not from a government standpoint, that's for sure. So they sold the Deutsche Telekom, and they also sold the Deutsche Bundespost. And the Deutsche Telekom today is a a very profitable-making organization because it also owns T-Mobile DA, T-Mobile Deutschland, and T-Mobile USA. And you can see T-Mobile USA, they're making a huge amount of money. Is there competition now in the German phone marketplace? Do they have more than one service provider? From which yes, to they choose? do. Uh, internally in Germany, they have, I believe there are four of them right now, four, four uh, 
Well, that makes all the difference in the world, going from a monopoly service provider, whether it's run by the government or whether it's run by a private company approved by the government. uh, Both of those situations are not optimum. They are crappy. You will get garbage service. And it sounds like that's what was happening. And they finally made the right choice to open up the market there. Thank you, Robert, for the call tonight. Uh, The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Not that different from what happened here in the United States, right? Didn't they have Ma Bell or something like that way back in the Right, there's time well and then they broke it up and sort of allowed listened, some competition if right you, if you listen to the statists out there they'll say that government programs are necessary for things that can't be run profitably right i mean that's their sort of go-to line well there's all kinds of things that can be run profitably including the post office take a look at ups and mm-hmm. fedex they can run this proper uh profitably it the government should be completely out of the post office business. Now, I know they'll say the post office is a private business, but it is the least private private business of any. I mean, let's call it quasi governmental yeah, uh, is probably is. the best terminology to describe it. And uh, the restrictions and uh, inefficiencies and all that stuff, you know, sink or swim. The, the post office is an ad venue. OK, um, if you don't know what an ad venue is, you're listening to one, uh, you know, any anything that's run for the purpose of delivering ads is an ad venue. And Free Talk Live has ads and it, most commercial radio programs are run for that purpose. I Your say, mail has ads. Right. It, well, the, the pizza ads, the, the car washes, these uh, Val packs, your I mean, all the stuff shopper, that comes. Right. It's just stuffing your mailbox full of junk mail and then. Every once in a while, your grandkid will write you a letter to say thanks for the, the, the gift. You know, like, you know, once every month, maybe, once every three months, maybe, once a year, you get an actual handwritten letter from somebody that you know. Mm. And for, really, I mean, the post office is an It's usually ad just venue. bills and ads. Yeah, bills and ads. Yeah. Well, and as I understand it, the post office really, their remaining monopoly on shipping stuff is mm-hmm. just on like letters and advertisements. First they, class. They mail, won't yeah. yeah, they won't allow FedEx, UPS, insert, you know, carrier here, DHL, anybody they won't allow anybody else to like pop up, start their own business delivering letters. That's right. It's prohibited yeah. to uh, compete with them on first class mail. Right. And uh, I mean I'm getting my bills delivered in the, the my email, they're directly pinging my bank account. I don't need mm-hmm. I don't need them to send yeah. me these pieces uh, of paper. In my opinion, the post office is just as useless as the ye old phone monopoly, Ma Bell, yeah. when there used to be the phone company. Right, we saw all sorts of innovations happen after the phone company was done away with. Right, right, the monopoly was given the kibosh. Right, the hammer of crushed. Uh, monopoly. It was still a crappy system that came after that, but it was no. A, but we started to see innovation. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we had competing long distance companies. Mm-hmm. You had competing phone carriers. You could now uh, sign up for a different carrier and not have to rent your phone from the company. You could buy your own phone. That's right. Right. And then after that, we saw uh, all sorts of things. We saw fiber optics go in. We saw the advent of the internet. Right. All sorts of fun things happened because the communications infrastructure was decentralized. And so this is the first sort of inkling that decentralized, at least in my experience, because 
you know, I'm 48 guy. old. Yeah, and I'm 48 years old, mm-hmm. so I've seen all this historically. But this was my first inkling that the network effect or decentralization was going to have significant impact on human society, and it has, and it continues to have it. Uh, the network effect, you know, decentralization as a whole continues to swallow businesses on the daily, and it's coming. It's coming for your government too. Mm. It's going to swallow your government. God, I hope it can. Can it hurry up, please? I know it's not fast enough for me <sighs> either. Well, uh, monopolies defend their position. To the last dying breath. Yeah. And usually, there's and these, these ones can the use end. violence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the it's going to hurt. It's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, the temper tantrums are going to increase, and the vi- we'll, we'll see violence before it finally gets quashed. Right. But uh, yeah, it, it's coming. And it looks particularly bad in New York State, as it usually does. They are the Empire State. We can continue here. Uh, let's get into the postal monopoly. Jacob Hornberger over at the Future of Freedom Foundation has uh, written a short piece. He says it's so he funny. He was a uh, candidate for president uh, for the Libertarians. He was. He says it's so funny watching Republicans and Democrats fighting over the Postal Service. Their fight is over how to make the Postal Service finally work. Their differences revolve around how much tax money to hand over to the Postal Service to enable it to survive. Neither Republicans nor Democrats get it. They will never make the Postal Service work. That's because government enterprises don't work. And the Postal Service, no matter how much you dress it up, is a government enterprise. Yeah. That's partly what socialism is all about. Government-run enterprises. Talk to any citizen of the Soviet Union or a current citizen of Venezuela, and they'll tell you about the massive inefficiencies that come with socialist or government-run enterprises. But the situation is even worse with the Postal Service. That's because Republicans and Democrats have given the Postal Service a monopoly on the delivery of first-class mail, which is what we were just talking about. That means that the law prohibits any other company from competing against the Postal Service when it comes to the delivery of first-class mail. And that's generally mail under the the price of a dollar, roughly. Uh, If a company tries to compete, a federal judge will issue an injunction commanding it to shut down. That's how a monopoly works. In other words, it would be possible to have the Postal Service operating in competition with other firms that would be free to enter the market in the delivery of first-class mail. But we all know what would happen if that were the case. The private firms would immediately put the Postal Service out of business. Wham, bam. Who would... On the pavement. Assets yeah. being uh, you know, used by the new business or, or being straight-up junked. Who would do business with a government-run enterprise when they can do business with a privately-run enterprise? That's why Republicans and Democrats have granted a monopoly privilege to the Postal Service, so that it would not be pushed out of business by privately-owned competing firms. With the grant of a monopoly, the Postal Service doesn't have to be concerned with competition. It has a lock on first-class mail delivery no matter how poorly or inefficiently it operates. I had a lady send me a so-called priority package within the last week. And it took more, or it was a two day package. It took eight days mm. for it to get here. What do you do? You just held Complain? hostage. Yeah, <laughs> you just held hostage. Well, yeah. it, so that's what the post office uh, sucks at, right? You, if you have a parcel, if you're a business person and you send something FedEx or UPS, you can actually have them do something about it. Uh, whereas if something happens to your parcel, you ship the post office. Uh, you can you can complain, but they're not going to do anything about it. They don't Why should to. they? They have they have no incentive to provide you the service that they do. They don't compete uh, in the same way that FedEx and UPS compete with each other. I'd say that uh, I think you can't ship coins, gold coins and stuff through. FedEx and UPS. I mean, uh, I did I did a little bit of like online buy and sell yeah. kind of eBay stuff and. By and large, the post office was always the least expensive way yep. to go. 
uh, however, <laughs> when something did screw up, there Nothing was no recourse. No recourse at all. A55 450 free. We can share you if you want to dial in to talk to us about whatever's on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves here. Our number is 855-450. Free like freedom. Hour number two is next. It's the live Saturday edition. This is Free Talk Live. July 25th, we adopted April. She's a purebred, orange and white, Brittany. But when she started scratching like crazy, I said to John, it's got to be her food. You know, what you put into a dog is what you get out. We heard this radio commercial, and this woman was so excited about Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I said to John, "Ah, I'm getting this. So the Dynavite comes, and I thought, a light bulb moment. She loves her dog food. She always leaves a little bit in her bowl. So we added a huge scoop of Dynavite in it, and then we swished it around like gravy. She dove into that bowl. She licked it clean. She loved it. So that's been the routine. April gets Dynavite for dessert. Her coat is now soft. It's silky. Dynavite is nutrition. She even walks like a little princess. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. On Dynavite, she's little Miss Hollywood. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour here. Plenty of time for you if you want to join us on this live Saturday edition of the show. Our number is 855-450-FREE. We're talking about the Postal Service. It's been in the news quite a bit recently with uh, people on the left accusing Donald Trump of uh, putting somebody into the Postmaster General seat who was a donor to the Trump campaign and essentially claiming that this guy is sabotaging the Postal Service with the intention of making it more difficult for people to do mail-in or absentee ballots in the upcoming election. That's uh this one of these left-wing conspiracy theories that that you know we hear about every now and then, and this one's made it pretty big. Now, is there some truth to it? I don't know. Uh, possibly. I'm sure they can prove that he's a donor if he's a donor. Yeah. And I'm you know those things. It gets much more murky after that. This one, the politicians are pushing to some extent to the point that they're making sort of outlandish claims about the mailboxes being stolen. And are those um, not true? Well, mailboxes are being... Uh, they're being confiscated. They're well, being removed. Removed. Not yeah. stolen. But. but in some cases, replaced. Uh, I mean, oh, really? you know, mailboxes get old, mm-hmm. and the post office is probably moving mailboxes around all the time. I don't know why everybody's really even talking about the post office. It should just be shut down and eliminated and well, replaced these- by the free market. Because if we don't hurry up and replace it with something, it's only a matter of time until going postal resurrects itself. Right? We we already know that this particular organization has the origin of the term going postal. That's it was right. The, it was the original mass shooting, if you will, from this organization. Right. This is where it came from. And you can imagine why, because it is a pseudo-government organization with monopoly over certain things that it does. And it could probably really suck to work for him. I, it absolutely should and probably does. Uh, but it's only a matter of time until another one of these postal workers literally goes postal. 
Well, they're not going to do it in time, Captain, for the upcoming election. They're not going to end the Postal Service. Of course, it's a political football uh, round. Anytime soon, that's not going to happen. No one has proposed that. Uh, the politicians all want to say that. Libertarians are the only ones out there talking about ending the post office. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, the idea of they're just not paying attention to that particular issue. It doesn't seem to be on the Who's table. Who's not paying attention to it? The, the, the nation in general. Well, there's a lot of attention being paid to sure, uh, post office Sure, but they're not talking right about eliminating it. <laughs> no, right. None, none of the Republicans or Democrats are doing that. They're all talking about saving uh, the post office. They all worship the Which post office. Which is a really bad idea. I mean, you wouldn't be out there advocating for the saving of a telephone company or advocating for the saving of uh, a TV uh, network or anything like that. It's just an ad venue, ladies and gentlemen. It's not even... But it's a constitutional one. It Well... Only post roads. Oh, really? I'm not 100% sure that the post office is, in fact, uh, constitutional. And the Constitution says you have to have post roads, but roads is plural. Mm -hmm. You may have two, and it doesn't say how long they need to be. (laughs) So, um, you know. I've got two of them in my backyard. Uh Uh-huh. Right? I mean, you know, the, the Washington, D.C., they can declare two streets the post roads, mm-hmm. and therefore these are constitutional. If they need, if the United States needs to have a post office, then um, fine. You can have it in major cities or something. I don't care. I mean, there's ways to pare this mess down. Uh, the idea that somehow we need mail delivery to every box in America six days a week is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, why couldn't you do half the city Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other half uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? It's ridiculous, Mark. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's not how government works. Because a a competitor would come in and figure out how to cut costs in half. Well, plus there is a postal union that's not going to let you do it. Less so than there used to be. All right. right, Hear hear me out. If, in fact, uh, this is all about uh, the ballots, right? This is the political football, the post office thing is all about, oh, it's going to be a majority mail-in ballot kind of thing, right? So uh, aren't we assisting in spreading COVID by having the mail-in ballots because of all the licking of the envelopes people have to do? <laughs> it's dangerous. Let's go to Jet. He's in Tornado Alley on Listening Online. Go ahead, Jet. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, no. Um well, you know why I call in? I call in every so often to challenge you guys into something because I believe that I have been promoting the key to setting the world free. So I've come up with a brand new challenge, not the one I mentioned last Monday, but <clears throat> this one would be I'll give you a dollar of crypto for every caller that you remind that these people with titles are just other people who have no right to do what they do. What do you think? I like the idea that, uh, well, I mean, uh, I love any uh, anybody who wants to, to join the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. And I think you're right whenever you say that we should not be um, – you know, not, not be promoting that government is some sort of, you know, big monolith, scary thing, but just remind people that these are petty tyrants. They're lunatics. They're uh, a gang. They're... I've said government goons at least once, if not more than once so far tonight. Yeah, we say it relatively <laughs> regularly. We're better. Yeah. No, but uh, what do you think about the idea of just that phraseology, that these are just other people who have no right to do what they do? I like it. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I don't, if I don't have the right to, oh, I don't know, take half of Mark's money whenever I feel like it, right. uh, then nobody else should have that right either. 
And if you think that they do have that right, where did they get that right from? Good question. It certainly isn't because okay. a whole bunch of people said it was cool. Right. And usually well, at you- that point, the, the, the person will retreat to a practical argument. Well, without, say, property taxes or whatever, um, then who's going to run the schools and the police department and the fire department and these sorts of things? And um, are you, well, you know, are those valuable services? Well, of course they're valuable services. So- then somebody will run them. Mm-hmm. So would you like to take up the challenge or no? Well, I, I love the challenge and I will take it up, uh, but I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, just, I'm not looking just, to every time earn money doing it. Caller, every time you talk to a new caller and they bring something up about how they're under some form of oppression, um, someone made them do this, do that, stand on their left leg, whatever, take a picture. You know, you just remind them. These are just other people who have no right to do what they do. And ka-ching, you get a dollar of crypto wherever you want it for that price. Well, you go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com, and uh, our crypto addresses are right there. Hey, thanks, Jet. Uh, it's a great plan. I, th- I think everybody should should you know do this, not just people on the radio, but other people need to, to think in that particular manner and yes. speak uh, in that particular manner. And, and I'm with you, Mark. I mean, it's not that something I would do to you know try to earn crypto or whatever it's just a good idea to do it it's just remembering to do it is the yep. uh, the hard part it's verbal hygiene uh, is what uh, yeah. jet jet is all about and yeah i mean good is, is jet in new hampshire no sadly he's in tornado alley which does not sound very new hampshire yeah that's generally the south right uh, is that or um i don't like know oklahoma? oklahoma to i had Florida, heard one point where he was but um yeah. wouldn't share it okay. on the air anyway <laughs> Yeah, so a little bit more here about the post office monopoly. This is Jacob Hornberger from the Future of Freedom Foundation. He points out that they have a monopoly over first-class mail. There's no one else allowed to compete in that area. He says, here's an enterprise that can set any price it wants for its services, and yet it still can't make it. Imagine what would happen if its monopoly privilege was suddenly removed and privately owned firms were free to enter the market and compete in the delivery of first-class mail. The postal service would be toast. And it should be toast, he says. Monopolies have no place in American life. They are contrary to principles of economic liberty, free markets, free enterprise, and private property. That's one of the most amusing parts of this entire controversy. Insofar, or at least insofar as Republicans are concerned, they're the ones who are always preaching the virtues and benefits of, quote, freedom, free enterprise, and private property, unquote, and exclaiming against socialism. Yet when it comes to the Postal Service and lots of other things, Republicans are as big a proponents of socialism as Democrats are. But Republicans aren't the only ones who suffer from a severe case of hypocrisy here. Don't forget it's the Democrats who are known far and wide for their antipathy towards big private companies, which they consider to be monopolies. And yet their devotion to the giant postal monopoly is as big as as that of the Republicans. Yeah. Post office is a huge organization, and it is a monopoly. Don't they have more postal bureaucrats than, like, army bureaucrats, I think? I don't know, but, uh, you know, I've heard the army called the post office in fatigues. Yeah. When it comes to the postal service, he writes, the American people should engage in a mercy killing. It's time to bring an end to the long-time suffering of this socialist institution. Repealing the postal monopoly is not enough. Better to just end all government involvement in mail delivery. That's Jacob Hornberger there in Laredo, Texas, the Future of Freedom Foundation, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. More ridiculous restrictions on your freedom coming up here on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday episode. You dial toll-free to join us here. The number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 
I saw a video today. It was uh, the AnyPay video channel on YouTube where they, uh, Derek J. Freeman, who's one of the founders of AnyPay, AnyPay, by the way, the uh, excellent app that we've been telling you about for the last couple of years to allow you to take cryptocurrency payments at your local business. Well, now it's an excellent app that allows you to take cryptocurrency payments through your WordPress WooCommerce-based website. That's awesome. Now, I don't have a WooCommerce. I've got a bunch of WordPress sites, but I don't sell things on them. So I'd, I don't have any experience with WooCommerce. But WooCommerce is the number one platform on WordPress, which is by far one of the top platforms on the planet for website building. So of WordPress sites, a bunch of them have this WooCommerce thing already. Mm. Okay, People who are selling things on their website are using this WooCommerce platform. And now there's a plug-in for AnyPay for WooCommerce. I watched a video today of Derek J. Freeman from AnyPay starting from zero, creating a brand new AnyPay account at AnyPayInc.com. And then loading up this plugin into his WordPress site. So you already had a WordPress site. Yep. Right. Presuming you already have a WordPress site running WooCommerce. All right. All you got to do is add the plugin for AnyPay, and once you've set up the back end of AnyPay, you're ready to go. He did it within five minutes. He set up a brand new account from scratch with AnyPay. He enabled the AnyPay plugin on his WooCommerce and was able to take a payment from his that's, uh, WooCommerce website that's within amazing. five minutes. What that means is that for somebody like me, it would only take me like 20, 25 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he didn't cut corners, really. I mean, the, the only corner I think that he might have cut would have been that he didn't show the time it took to click the add plugin on the WordPress. He had already sort of added the plugin for the purposes of the video, but I, I still think you could do it in under five, definitely under 10 minutes if you took your sweet time. Right. Uh, I mean, this was fast. And again, starting from no AnyPay account, so created a whole new AnyPay account and plugged it right into his WordPress blog, and boom, he was able to bu- to order a product from his website using the AnyPay payment uh, platform. I love so the work easy. those guys are doing. Really so do. easy. Uh, so yeah, if you've been looking, if you've been waiting, if you've been you know waiting to put some crypto uh, acceptance on your WordPress WooCommerce blog, now you can do it, and you can finish the task by the time this segment is over. If you go and do it right now, right, and, uh, and it's a good idea if you do have a site like this to just accept crypto. Why not? It's a no-brainer, especially when it's this easy. Yeah. Uh, so no application process, no waiting for approvals, no bureaucrats to have to beg for permission, none of that. You just go and and install that AnyPay plugin for your WordPress WooCommerce. Easy. All right. So check them out at AnyPayInc.com, AnyPayInc.com as we continue here. And by the way, you can take Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, the original Bitcoin, Dash, and one of the stable coins there. So check it out. AnyPayInc.com. All right. So we were talking about the Postal Service. The controversy continues as the elections are coming up fast here in New Hampshire. We've got a primary election coming up here in the next two weeks, basically, two and a half weeks until that happens. Um, it'll be interesting to now, that's see... That's not a presidential primary. That's a... You know. State primary. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if the numbers are significantly down as far as physical turnout in real life, given the the fear that has been spread around about this whole COVID thing. Uh, we will certainly keep an eye on I it. I think pe- people's uh, fear that the other, uh, you know, bad politician... I don't know about... Uh, the 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 primary that you're talking about, but when it comes to presidential election, yeah, I would say that people's fear that the the wrong crooked old pervert 
That's going to drive them out? Would, yeah. Um, would Mike get into the office? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get them out to the polls for their favorite crooked old pervert. Well, but they can still do absentee ballot if they want to. So there's a lot of people well, I think are going to start voting from home. It depends on the state and the A rules. lot of states will allow a mail-in vote with no excuse. They'll just allow yep. it. And then those If you who- go ahead and plan ahead to, to do those sorts of things, I think that uh, you know it makes more sense to me. But. Yeah. All right, so you want to join the show here, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Coming up, or actually, I guess right now, uh, Bike Week has begun here in New Hampshire. And we talked about uh, Sturgis, the, the bike yeah. festival out there, which is a massive festival. In fact, Captain used to live in Sturgis, so you've experienced it personally. I have. Um, from what I understand, the numbers in, at Sturgis might have been down somewhat, but... It's were... low for them. I think they've been as high as over 700,000 this mm-hmm. year. I think it was 250,000. Yeah, still not still a, a huge event. Yeah, still, not a bad. Yeah, still huge. Yeah. Uh, One quarter of a million people. I don't know how many people normally go to Motorcycle Week or Bike Week in Laconia, New Hampshire, but it is a traditionally well-attended event. Yeah. Uh, certainly a big one for, for here in the Granite State. And... You know, it's just so hard to get excited about any of these things that are going on just because of the way they're marketed, because of the way that they're safetyed up. We've got more safety now than ever at Bike Week. Come on down. It's almost like uh, all of these things that go on should hire, you know, the safety Karen, right? For like (laughs) in the little corner of their videos or whatever. Karen's title now? Safety Karen. Safety Karen. Sure, why not? You know, like, uh, like they used to have the... For the hearing impaired, the little sign language yeah, guy in the they still have corner, that. just have safety Karen with all like the safety stuff that you know you got to have a mask on, and, right? You know. And that's what it's going to be, according to this news uh, art, quote news article. A from socially distanced bike week. WMUR motorcycle week in Laconia will be smaller this year than usual, and people headed to the lakes region will see a lot of safety related changes, from sanitizing high contact surfaces on the main drag to encouraging masks and social distancing. Jennifer Anderson, the Laconia Motorcycle Week Association, says, quote, I do think people will still enjoy coming up here because it's such a beautiful area, and really the whole point of Motorcycle Week is to get out and ride, she says. State police don't encourage motorcyclists to ride with a I mask I thought it was on. to get in and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that that, yeah. uh, that goes on. Uh, state police don't encourage motorcyclists to ride with a mask on because it can blow up over their eyes or otherwise distract the rider. They said the time to... Wearing, ma- a, wearing a mask outdoors doesn't make much sense to me generally. I saw somebody driving all alone in their car today Man, with a mask nah, on. I seen a dude walking up to the convenience store with a mask on. They said the time to mask up is after getting off the motorcycle. Yeah, if you're a wuss. Laconia officials said they expect the crowds to be similar to any busy summer weekend in the Lakes region. Uh, Local business owner says, quote, any income is going to help because hospitality has just been decimated by the pandemic. No, it wasn't the pandemic. It was the government gang that threatened your business and threatened you and your livelihood and said, if you try to do business the way you want to, we're going to hurt you. I'm I'm so infuriated by all of the writing that blames everything on On COVID. On the pandemic. Oh, it's the pandemic's fault. It's COVID's fault. This happened because of COVID. No, it didn't happen because of that. It happened because of your government's BS reaction to it. Right, because every other pandemic that has happened in our lifetimes has been completely ignored by business and everything's been fine all of the horrible things are caused by the goons the tyrants the parasites the thugs the mafia the idiots the liars the individuals who call themselves government 
Let's go to Mike. He's in Croydon, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WNTK-FM. Hey, guys. Hey, I, I just want to know if, if you know, like, I, I am so tired of this mass bullcrap, but if you know if anyone has, has gotten either arrested or fined and if anyone has challenged it in a court of law. Because Excellent question. It, Stand by, Mike. We'll, not, we'll, well, I want to bring it back. If you've got time to, to stay, we'll, we'll continue the conversation here. That is a great question. With all the threats that the government gang has issued, not just uh, here in New Hampshire, but elsewhere. I'm sure it's been happening elsewhere. But here in New Hampshire, has there actually been a fine issued in one of these towns which has the uh, the no mask or the, sorry the mask mandates that they put into place we'll continue with that here in moments it's free news from news.bitcoin.com chinese banks limit customers ability to buy gold chinese flooding and potential dam collapse threatens many bitcoin operations withdrawals from crypto exchanges increase indicating perhaps more people are holding their coin for themselves tentative agreement met to stabilize bitcoin cash mining in conjunction with the currency's third birthday bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, you dial toll free if you want to join us here. The toll free number is 855-450, free like freedom. 855-450-3733. We're talking about the lamification of everything. Lamification? Yeah. Interesting. I, I, the best word I can think of. I, I, it's a good word. I like it. For it, everything that is uh, was used to be fun uh, either has been abolished completely, like live music now, apparently. Stand-up uh, comedy. Uh, bars. and Yes, no comedy allowed in New York. You're not allowed to laugh if you're in New York. That's now a crime, uh, apparently. And uh, so, you know, and then the few things that are left that you can still do in the places that allow the few things that you can still do have just made it so lame. It just sounds on its face like something I wouldn't want to go and do. Um, We were discussing bike week here. We can get back into that. But Mike in Croydon, New Hampshire, he's also pretty fed up, he says, with all this mask nonsense and want to bring him back on the line here because you'd asked a question uh, that I thought was really interesting, Mike. Can you go ahead and re-ask that? I know we just ran right into that uh, break there. Go ahead. Right. I was wondering if anyone's got arrested or fined and if anyone's challenged it in a court of law because I'm damn sure this is unconstitutional. And I've been going into stores unmasked, undiapered, undiaper-faced, and no one looks at me. But mm. I think someone has to challenge this. And, and, yeah. and are there any pro bono lawyers in new hampshire that will take this case and take it to court because this 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 mass stuff is is just bullcrap well first of all yeah. let me let me just correct some vernacular there uh i like to call it normal face normal <laughs> face so, yeah dirty face diapers is what i call it the okay. uh, well, well what i would say is is that what they're largely doing is is they're not going after the non-mask wearer mm-hmm. they're going after yeah. the business they're at sa- least in keen they are the, i don't know about the other ordinances but in this the is the, the smart state. way to do it if you're the state because the state loves to tell people hey um make sure you check the id of everybody who buys a pack of cigarettes and, and ensure that they're 18 years old and everybody mm-hmm. who buys some alcohol make sure they're 21 and now you're their unpaid enforcer, and that's, that's right. what they're doing here too. They're saying your occupancy permit is at uh, risk here, and if you don't enforce our rules, our capricious rules, in the manner that we prescribe, 
then you will be shut down. Remember mm-hmm. what it was like to be shut down a couple of months ago? You like that? Ha, 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 ha. Okay. Well, that's what you're going to get if you don't do it. And so, well, But Mike asks an interesting question, and that is, has there yet been an actual government fine issued to any of these business owners for their lack of oh. compliance with these uh, various different mask mandates right. and governor's I, orders? That was the specific, because I, I just quickly Googled arrested for not wearing a mask, and of course, refusing but, to wear, you know, Oregon man arrested Hold on, New you're, speci- you're spe- yeah. uh, specifying New Hampshire, though, right, Mike? Because obviously it's happening in other, in other states. I was saying New Hampshire, but yeah. I was thinking maybe Massachusetts. But I mean, I would volunteer to be arrested if if I was guaranteed a lawyer could could support me. I appreciate that level of commitment to civil disobedience. Unfortunately, I don't know of attorneys who are you know particularly interested in taking cases like this pro bono. That said, um, I did speak over the last couple of weeks with Robert Foho who is the attorney who sued the city of Nashua over its mask mandate a few weeks back or maybe a couple months back at this point. Um, but he filed that suit, and that case is still you know, moving forward. And he he's not doing it pro bono, from what I understand, because when I talked to him about it, he gave me a price to do it here in Keene, and I decided I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, you know, I, I'm just going to throw some money at this. I'm not going to, I don't know how much a full trial would cost, but he said that he'd be willing to do up to the preliminary injunction for no more than $5,000. So he was able to cap, uh, that fee. And that's really just the, the basic first step of this. So unfortunately, yeah. you know, I don't know, I, I don't know how you go about finding a pro bono attorney easily. I don't think they just, you know, come and knock on your door or whatever. Maybe they do uh, eventually, but they certainly aren't knocking on uh, on my door. So, Well, they do this for a living. They went to school um, and paid money for it. So. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's always better to have a pro bono attorney if you can find one because then you know they really are interested in the case. You know that they care about the issue. You know that they are like the Agreed. best person probably for the job and it won't cost you anything. But that said, FOHO is interested in these cases and so I decided, all right, well, I'm going to see if I can team up with some local business owners here, and we're just going to go ahead and sue the city of Keene over their mask mandate. We may actually end up suing the state government uh, via the governor's office as well. I haven't seen exactly what he's going to write up for uh, for the case, but rest assured, Mike, the gears are turning on uh, some sort of a lawsuit against uh, these various goons. That that's good because it's it's got to go to court. It has to go to court and it has to be struck down because well, what really needs crowded. to happen, and and this is this is the real solution. I don't know if anybody wants to hear this or they're going to do anything about it, but the real solution is for business owners to actually stand up and go ahead and open their doors and set whatever rules they want to and ignore the government's orders, ignore their mandates, and and then we'll really put them to the test. Because most of these business owners are just cowering in fear of what the government gang will do to them. And I understand it. It's scary. The government goons are, you know, they're scary people, mm-hmm. and they've got jail yeah. cells, and they've got men with guns, and they are not afraid to use them. So I understand why a business owner would would be afraid of them. May, uh, may, may, I, say, yes, may I say something? Yes. Um, I think the business owners are the only thing they're doing is putting a sign up in front of the door to cover their butts, CYA. And when you walk in, like I do everywhere Mm -hmm. I go, they don't care. So I don't know how you're going to force the issue. (laughs) Yeah, not every <laughs> business they, owner's that way, but a lot of them are. So, I mean, some of yeah. them are 
you know, they they really don't care one way or the other. They put the sign up because they're mandated to put the sign up. Others mm-hmm. are, you know, very concerned about it. And yeah, some are. And it, obviously, it's their business. They get to decide. And this is the difficulty um, in my. Well, they don't get to decide. They get to decide what goes on in their business. As Not far as right I'm now. concerned, the government gang right. tells them what to Fine. do. Fine. Um, but if a business owner said that you had to wear a Panama hat in order to walk in the door, yes, they can decide. They that. could decide to do that in a libertarian world. That's their uh, yes. In decision. theory, they yeah. can do that. Yes. But they're you know the, the market is perverted in this case. That's right. Uh, so I, I do want to see business owners stand up, and I, I don't. I'm not saying I don't appreciate those business owners who don't say anything. Those those people do exist. We do like to to patronize their businesses when we, we find do. when we find out about them. Uh, but really, the question is, what happens to those business owners when some snitch goes to the uh, the local police department, and then the cops show up at their front door and say, "All right, this is your first warning. If you don't do such and such and such and so, you know, mandate masks or whatever the requirements are, you got to do X, Y, and Z, or else we're going to come back and give you a real warning, and then we're going to you know hit you with a fine of a thousand dollars, the billy clubs, or whatever." So the question is, how many business owners have the gumption to where they can, uh, you know, stand up all the way to getting the fine? Because most of them are going to crack at the point right. at which they get the written notice they didn't get into business to be activists they got into business to make money that's right so that's the that's the sad part is they're you know they're interested in making money but they think that they're going to be able to make more money if they appease the government sure a couple of months ago a couple of months ago businesses were uh willing to say hey we're opening up we Mm -hmm. don't care about your lockdown because one way or the other this business is going under you can lock. You can right. go ahead and uh, take my license. Fine, I'll be out of business. I'll be out of business anyway because my business is going. But that under. hasn't happened that much here in New Hampshire. I understand that hasn't happened that much here in New Hampshire. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that when the when a business owner is put up against the wall and, uh, to the point that they're going to lose their business, then yes, they will act. I Other hope than they do. that, some of them will just close. Some. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, but most of them will probably just close because people That's didn't right. get into this to be activists. They're like, exactly. well, I guess I'm out of business. Or they got kids and they're worried about you know taking care of their kids. You can't do that from jail very easily, right? So there's all kinds of fear uh, surrounding continuing to do business. And it's just it's so sad to see it happen. Mike, anything else you want to share tonight? No, I just want to thank you guys for uh – pursuing it with 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 nashua and uh good luck with your case yeah no it's uh, it's not nashua in our case but the uh the the same attorney who sued the city of nashua for their mask mandate is also going to be suing the city of Keene, uh and i will be one of the plaintiffs in that particular lawsuit so uh thank you mike for the call tonight we'll see how that goes it hasn't been filed yet though so it's not a lawsuit right. until it's been filed so but he's been paid you know how long it'll take and he's been paid right so hopefully that'll make it happen uh 855-450 free like freedom you can join us here on the radio bring up whatever you want is there a heroic business owner near you that you want to point out and give him some Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us on the radio. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. So feel free to join us on one of those. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with me, Ian. 
And I am L Captain Kickass. And I'm Mark. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. It's time for you, if you haven't done so yet, to start looking into cryptocurrency like Bitcoin at Bitcoin Cash. You can do that. They've got a uh, get started section over at Bitcoin.com that'll walk you through the basics. And you know what? There's no better time than now to get started on that. In fact, the first video that you can you know watch for a brief overview is, I think, all of two or three minutes long. So you don't have to invest a whole lot of time just to get the basics down. Uh, but it is a topic that you can dig pretty deep into, and Bitcoin.com is a great resource to get started. That's Bitcoin.com. They also have a news site over at news.bitcoin.com to keep you in the loop with the uh, latest headlines in regards to the cryptocurrency world. That's news.bitcoin.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Jerome on the line with us in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Jerome. Hey, they send us scumbag Steve Bannon to prison yet? I don't think so yet. No, mm. I think he's still writing articles. Wasn't he one of Trump's buddies? Uh, so if he went to prison, there's a good chance he'll get pardoned, right? <laughs> I'm, hey, great minds think alike, right? That's what I'm thinking. Mm. First he doesn't know you, then he pardons you. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that, that scam they run, that wall scam, where these people were sending them money? A wall scam? Uh, yeah, this is what it's all about. Yeah, it smells a lot like that Trump University scam where he was scamming people out their money because he's going to teach them to be a big mucky muck mover and shaker like him. So and what is going on with this uh, wall scam? What's the wall scam? I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, they were getting people money, sending them. Huh? They were building the, were building the wall. They weren't building the wall. They were putting the money in their pockets. Oh, oh. I thought so, Mexico was going to pay for the wall, Jerome. Uh, so, so what you're saying is what you're saying is that uh, Trump's buddies, this Bannon guy, was involved allegedly in just taking money from people, claiming that they were going to build a wall, but just embezzling the funds. Was that what the allegations were? Uh, you think I'm gonna let a comment like he just made go by? Didn't you hear the president of Mexico say, "We're not building no blankety blank wall." What's wrong with that crazy dude in America? We're not building no wall. Right, but just to be clear, that's what the allegations are, is that O'Bannon or Bannon was uh, taking money off of some sort of operation that was designed to dupe people into thinking that they were giving money to a wall-building operation when, in fact, they were just lining their own pockets. Those are the allegations in this this case? Yeah, him and this other guy, this um, a disabled veteran that was in on it, I mean, oh yeah, you've got to have a disabled sorry. veteran in on it too. That way, he's a know, triple amputee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way people will yeah. feel real sorry for him and start giving ten times as much. Hey, I got a question for Jerome. What would you and yeah. hear, me, hear me out? What, Ask away. What would you think of a political bill for president and vice president of both Trump and Bernie Sanders with the campaign slogan "Everything is free and Mexico will pay for it." <laughs> That was, hey, that's as funny as when I heard you doing the Southern accent. <laughs> Jerome, thank you for the call tonight, man. I definitely appreciate it. I left him speechless. Hey, huh? yeah. Go hey, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. You know, we got a guy on the radio here who says several times that he doesn't trust Democrats, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, how you like the latest news about greasy, oily Steve Bannon? I mean, who does he think he is? Donald J. Trump? You think you can just rig everything and get away with it? Well, we'll see. Well, anyone who trusts politicians obviously hasn't been around Here very long. Here it comes. So, Here it yeah. comes. Surprise! Here it comes. Your they buddy Bannon is a, is a scumbag. 
You know, they all lie, Jerome. They, they are. They do. I, well, I get it now. The evidence is strong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe except for Ron Paul. Everybody else is pretty much a liar. I, I, I'll right? go a few more than that. Ron Paul. Okay, name another one, Mark. Oh, um, I, I don't know. I like the Massey. I like the Mosh. I, I, I like a few of those guys. Uh, okay. Rand, Rand Paul. I like Tulsi Gabbard. Are you saying they I like Tulsi liars? Gabbard. Are you saying they're not yeah, liars? Right. Well. Look, Just because you like them? I think human beings are, by their nature, liars, so I would never claim that somebody is not a liar. Mm. Hey, i got to ask you about one other thing. Um, you know, Trump called um, um, Ms. Harris, Mrs. I call her dirty, and, you know, he called her nasty and all that. Was she nasty when he was giving her campaign money? Was she nasty, or did she just become nasty all of a sudden? I honestly you, don't know who you're talking about. Ms. Harris. Oh, he's talking about what? Camel Toe Harris? Harris? I think that's okay. her name? Yeah. Yeah, Kamala Harris. Oh, sorry, Kamala. I thought it was Camel Toe. Yeah. Why was he giving her campaign money? Yeah, he was giving he contributed to her campaign twice. Okay. That's what Trump they, did? I, I, Isn't that how yeah. you get things done? Well, <laughs> he gave money to Hillary Clinton, too. How did that work out? Well, uh, it, it worked out fine for Hillary. Jerome, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate right. hearing from you. It's been a night of oxymorons, right? We just we just talked about honest politicians. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. What was the other one earlier? The other oxymoron was about the post office. Hmm. It was uh, oh no, it was fair election, right? Cause, right. Because no matter who wins, it's still not fair to you know the people that are getting you know whatever forced upon them. Whoever wins, we lose. Right. I like that. Let's go to Ted. He's in Kansas, listening to KINA in Salina. Go ahead, Ted. Yes, good evening. Yes. I had a friend uh, that was at Sturgis uh, during the bike weekend. He said that Black Lives Matters came in there and were uh, protesting, and they were immediately surrounded, hmm. and all of the uh, good American bikers surrounded them, and they were chanting, USA, USA. <sighs> I hate the, chanting. Uh, <laughs> Chanting's is usually the, uh, the sign of a local, cult. Uh, police had to uh, escort them, uh, you know, from the area. Yeah, it seems like a real bad plan for uh, you know Black Lives Matter or Antifa or whoever it was that uh, that was doing the counter protest. Probably the last place I would want to do that would be at a bike <laughs> biker rally. Yeah, you're going to be outnumbered <laughs> and outgunned and out everything in that kind of situation. I, the, I, the post office, uh, as far as that, uh, up until uh, Bill Clinton, also known as Slick Willie, when he came in, the post office was operating, you know, not with a loss or a profit. And what he did is he raided the uh, postal workers' pension funds, you know, to pay for other things. And that was the beginning of a lot of uh, the problems uh, in the post office. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure the post office would have failed anyway because, uh, you know, email became a thing and yeah. that replaced a heck of a mm-hmm. lot of their their uh, their letter business and that the letter volume has fallen uh, pretty significantly. The fact is, whether it was Clinton or whether it was Ronald Reagan or whoever that was in the office of president is really immaterial to the post office's failure. I mean, yeah, it's thank a, God they didn't turn email over to the post office and we all had to pay like, a, <laughs> oh, a, you know, a quarter every well, time we sent an email. Don't encourage the bastards. Oh, it's I not mean, possible. I know, point. but still, for the next time, I mean, the next technology that that comes around and you know let's not give them any ideas mark Jeez, right. man it's just government hey, government Tom, fails I, go ahead ted i i think that uh, jerome should get into politics i, I think uh, maybe like him and tawana brawley that would be a good ticket <laughs> you know, for the presidency thank you ted for your call tonight i appreciate hearing from you tim is in 
Mikado, Michigan. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind, Tim? Hey, uh, Michigan has uh, started to start finding businesses, it looks like. They've started finding businesses? Yeah, there's like four of them yesterday on the news. They Uh got a gym and a construction company and, I don't know, a couple other ones. And what are they finding them for? Uh, $7,000 to the construction company. We're not providing masks. They're not wearing masks or some bizarre thing like that. That is so dumb. Yeah, you know it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to top Jerome. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, he's really yeah, yeah, don't try. Well, well, you know, he he has to be. You know, you almost have to excuse him. He's probably drinking city water. You know that, right? <laughs> you know what city water is, right? Uh, city water. It's going to yeah. have water that uh, has fluoride. You need in to it. put an S on the front of it because yeah. whatever yeah. Goes, goes down your toilet comes back to your tap. Fair enough, Tim. Uh, anything else you want to share here tonight? Well, live for your die, man. Thanks, Amen, brother. brother. I appreciate that. And if anything happens with those businesses that are being fined, like if any of them actually stand up and fight it, please let us know, will, will you? I hope they do. Me really. too. Because the guy in uh, North Michigan, the the barber, the Carl Mankey, he did fight. And ultimately he was victorious, was he not? At the Supreme I Court? I believe he was. Yeah, so there's some precedent there. People got to stand up. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate the heads up on that. And if you want to join us, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Yeah, uh, gyms are hit really hard during this because mm-hmm. you go there to sweat and breathe heavily. Yep. And that's not great. But imagine, uh, gym owners out there, I know you're you're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine what it's like for the martial arts studios, especially the oh, jiu-jitsu right. studios. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only are you there to sweat and breathe heavily, but you're there to do it while you know Close. holding on yeah. to another human being. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, we got uh, full hour three on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. More lamification of everything coming up. This is Free Talk Live. She's a purebred, orange and white, Brittany. But when we adopted April, she started scratching like crazy. I said, what you put into a dog is what you get out. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. So we added a huge scoop of Dynavite in her bowl. She looked it clean. She loved it. Her coat is now soft. It's silky. Dynavite is nutrition. You get some Dynavite. How happy your dog will be. A Dynavite. She's Little Miss Hollywood. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free here and bring up anything you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. The captain. And Mark. So, kicking off here the third hour, of course, you're welcome to bring up anything you want. We've been talking about how what few things that there are left to do around and about because if you're in like new york state you have almost nothing they've banned comedy acts they've banned uh anything except for non-ticketed music at local bars you can't have ticketed music you can't advertise the musicians so you can get like the one acoustic guitar playing you know person right kind of thing that's really about it and you can't tell people that he's there right right exactly 
so, and, and I don't know if, you know, are they going to start going after customers who show up and immediately notate that, oh my God, uh, you know, James Hetfield is here from Metallica <laughs> or whatever, and they send that out on their social media. We're at the, uh, the watering hole here on Main Street, and, you know, there's this band here. Is that now going to be a crime to tell your buddies to come down to the bar oh, because there's a band know. there? But this would be a good time to take the a page out of some some bands that have done what I call guerrilla gigs, right? Uh, there mm-hmm. was a band out of Seattle called Quickie. I think they hold the world's record for most gigs in a day. But they would wow. do b- before they broke that record. They would do this thing where they would load up in their van and they would kind of have the drum kit set up in the van already. They would have a PA in there with some sort of you know power source or running off an RV battery or uh-huh. something like that. And they would just pull up in front of wherever and in the parking lot, it, wherever, mm-hmm. right, the side of the road, a sidewalk in the yep. middle of downtown, big city, you know, kind of thing. And they would just jump out of the van and the singer would jump out with a wireless mic and they would just perform a gig right there instantaneously. <laughs> and then you know as soon as they were done they'd only play like a couple right. few songs get and the, then they get, get back in the van and get out head, before the cops can show yeah, up right? and then head to the next place i think That's now great. is the time for musicians back. to start doing more guerrilla gigs hit and run yeah nice you know, go to go to these places where there are people right? right but and maybe they used to have music and then spontaneously entertain them by showing up in front of the place That's and awesome. putting on a spontaneous gig. That's a great idea. More spontaneity is going to be needed here just if if for any other reason to get around the uh, the enforcement because eventually somebody's going to snitch, and the cops are going to come, and they're going to ruin everybody's fun. Uh, so let's talk about the 100% capacity. That sounds really good. Hey, restaurants in New Hampshire, which is where we live right now, in other states, your mileage may vary. Some states are not allowing restaurants to reopen. Some, it's 25% capacity. Some, it's 50% uh, capacity. But finally, New Hampshire gets to 100% capacity across the whole state. According to WMUR, the uh, restaurants are now able to open at 100% as long as they continue to follow reopening guidelines including six feet distance between parties, said Governor Chris Sununu on Friday, also known as His Excellency. Previously, restaurants in six northern New Hampshire counties were able to operate at 100% capacity, but the southern counties were restricted to 50%. However, now there, uh, since there have been no signs of increased coronavirus spread in those areas, that said uh, allowed them to reopen at 100%. However, is it really 100% capacity if part of the rules state that you have to have distance between the parties? It sounds like no. I'm going to say if if you're at one quote 100% capacity but yet you have to x out every other table because How could that be 100% capacity? It's not. Yeah. It's a lie. Yeah. It's it's a very very poor lie. The change comes after bar, uh, News 9 reported the bar and restaurant owners were concerned about cooler weather ahead, making it impossible to continue outdoor seating. Restaurant owners said that without easing right. the... Like, you know, if you're running a restaurant in Florida, you're going to do a lot better than if you're running a restaurant in Buffalo. Yep. So uh, they said they needed to have the uh, indoor dining restrictions eased, Sununu, or else they wouldn't survive. Sununu said that if COVID-19 numbers begin trending worse in the state, the decision could be revisited, but a single outbreak would likely not lead to new restrictions. He said it would be possible to reimpose restrictions on certain here's, counties. Here's again. what I hear when you say that. Uh, I might allow you to do some of this, but remember, I'm in charge. I, I can bring this hammer down at any, any time. time. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what he is saying. And it does, again, you know, beg the question, have there been any 
bar owners or restaurateurs or any business owners at all who have actually been fined. Uh, I haven't heard about it out here. I did ask the the police department. Now, this was back in May, so it probably should be done again, but I, I did it back in May, asking, all right, I want to get a Freedom of Information Act request. I want you to give me data information about any uh, contacts that you've made officially as far as like, have you give a written, given a written warning or any kind of written fine to any local businesses in Keene? Now, this was before the mask mandate, so I'm just talking about violations of the governor's orders, right? right. So, uh, And what spurred me to do this was a local bar had received a written threat. Not a not a fine, yeah, but a threat that the fine was coming. A, a stern threat, letter, right? A threat that they could pull his license. A threat that he could be fined. A threat that he would be fined if he continued allowing people to um, hang. In this case, hang out on on the porch without right. masks on. And I received the surprisingly. It only took them a week. I expected they were going to delay more than thirty days. I figured I'd be waiting months before they'd give me any kind of response. Surprisingly, they got back to me within a week, and. The only response I got was that one letter that they had written to that one business. So they did fess up to the one. They did. Okay. They did. But And they wouldn't have necessarily known that I knew about that. Right, right. right? I didn't tip my hat that I was already aware that they'd done this once. So that was all they provided was just that one letter. Now, again, this was back in May, so maybe there's been more uh, since then. I certainly have heard stories of them threatening. I heard a story that they threatened a gym owner here in Keene. But that was a verbal threat, so there was no written evidence of that happening. There may have been something in the call log for that particular day at that particular time, but as far as an actual written warning, they never got that far because that guy ended up just closing that business and moving it into an industrial zone where snitches would be less likely to see him letting uh, customers into his business. So he just changed his business model uh, because of those threats. Hmm. So I think that the threats generally work. Um, that you know, business owners will will cave if they were allowing their customers to to get away with certain things. As soon as the, the the threats start to heat up, they cave in and they just do what they're told. So I think we actually have not yet had anyone be brought a fine. I told one business owner who was worried about this, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that had the dance uh, the dance floor, who was told again verbally by the Department of Health that he was not to allow people to dance <laughs> on his dance floor. So if you, you're a couple and you want to go out dancing, sorry, you can't do that. Um, so I told him, hey, look, uh, you know, if you get one of these fines, I would like to take it to court. Right. I'll take it to court for you. Um, you know, I'm not a, an attorney or anything like that. But if you want to, you can authorize me and say, you are now the authorized representative of my business. And I authorize you to take to take this to court on my behalf. I think you could totally do that. This and, this headline that you have here, though, from WMUR, saying yeah, something like one hundred percent capacity. Uh, what, what, effective immediately, all New Hampshire restaurants can operate at one hundred capacity. This is like saying if you are uh, living in the United States of America, you are one hundred percent free. But it's just false. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly better than 50% capacity, but it's still not yeah. freedom. It's still not the ability to choose. It ain't North Korea either. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. So, I mean, New Hampshire, as far as its you know, relative freedoms compared to other states, it's got a lot of wins. But as far as the crackdown on corona and you know, the crackdown on business, it has not been the freest of, of states. It's been an embarrassment. 
and whether or not Sununu is actually going to be vulnerable, that's the current governor here in New Hampshire, in this election is a big question that remains to be seen. So I, I don't know. We're actually going to conduct a poll this week, and I'm, I'm hiring a polling company to actually like ask the question that none of the polling companies have asked yet, right. which is to say, how are you going to vote in the primary? There have been no polls hmm. that, have, uh, that have asked that question at all. And so our guy, Nobody, who is one of our co-hosts here on Free Talk Live, changed his name to Nobody, is running for governor, has been in no polls. Neither has the other lady who's challenging uh, Sununu. Hmm. All of the polls just presume Sununu is going to win. And then they ask questions like, well, if Sununu is up against Democrat A in the, uh, the general election, for whom will you vote? And right. then they ask, if Sununu is up against Democrat B, the other Democrat candidate for the primary, for whom will you vote? So they're completely excluding the other challengers to Sunu from the Republican primary. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything here. The toll-free number is 855-450. Free like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. Also, want to make sure you know about Intercoin. Just as the internet is a global network that connects local networks, Intercoin is a global currency platform that enables communities around the world to issue and manage their own currency to circulate among their local population. Intercoin enables fintech innovation on the local community level, leading to stronger communities, greater sustainability, less poverty, and more productivity. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in Meatspace. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. It's intercoin.org. With you tonight, it's Ian. The captain. And Mark. All right. So we've been talking about the coronavirus response, the crackdown on freedom, the crackdown on business. And of course, yes, Mark. Well, I was just preparing to say um, what I want to know from people is what marker, if you're in support of the sort of the lockdowns, the mask mandates, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you think is sort of acceptable intrusion in our lives from the state, what is the point? At which we can return to normal. Is it mm. nobody dies of corona ever on the planet? Our co-host? What's that? No. <laughs> nobody our co-host? Oh, no, I, I hate that. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, yeah, so I call him Pope Nobody to avoid oh, disambiguation. Okay. Sorry, my bad. Um, but it's a real word, <laughs> and nobody means nobody. And <laughs> so, yeah, the... Um, the whole idea that somehow uh, we're going to just go on with this new normal, everybody's wearing a mask over their face, this isn't good for us. No, it's not. It's not good for human beings to not be able to see other human beings' faces. I'm so glad to hear you say that because you were praising the masks not two weeks no, ago. No, no, I like uh, the idea <laughs> that I can wear a mask out uh-huh. in public if that's what I wish. I yeah. think that that's, you know, I think people should be able to do that. And I sure. don't think you could do that before so, from a social standpoint. So you remember when this all began, they were like, we just 
just need two weeks to flatten the curve, whatever it was. Two weeks was what they yeah, said, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw an article today, I didn't bring it in for show prep, that it says, uh, well, if we do everything right, we might be able to go back to normal in two, two years. years. Yeah. So right. how quickly it changes from 14 days mm-hmm. to 24 months. I think that people are just going to, at some point, just abandon all of this. Really? No, I don't think so. It seems like mass compliance to me. Yeah, in fact, I think it's going to go the other way because we have a precedent for when this type of thing happens, and that is the advent of the TSA and all of that Mm mumbo-jumbo post-9-11 stuff that they implemented, which still hasn't gone away. It was a permanent change. It was all supposed to be temporary, remember? It was all supposed to be temporary. Oh, we're only going to have these alerts for the first six months, right? The Patriot Act. Oh, it's only temporary. We have to renew this every year and, you know, or we'll revisit it at the end of the year. And then it's renewed perpetually, right? So they've done all of this stuff. Politicians are not going to let this power grab go. No, they I don't are, think so either. They're going, it, it will take kicking and screaming for them to let this go. It, we are and there's in not a, enough kicking. We are now in a an advanced state of dystopia. Well, Okay, yeah, I so I hear, your, I hear your avocation. However, the difference between what happened at 9-11 was is a whole bunch of new government jobs were created. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, new union employees were you know kicked into place. Whereas right now, I don't know of any new jobs that have been created, no COVID jobs that have been created for the state. And basically, it's just a new set of rules. Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to a like A set them. of rules that is... Well, they're being obeyed in mass quantity with sure. huge numbers of people who are seemingly welcoming these restrictions. I mean, again, yeah. remember Captain said 80% of the season ticket holders at the uh, the Green Bay Packers decided they were going to just stay home. I mean, that's dramatic numbers of compliance. And they didn't have to comply. They could have gone in you and, know, and done their socially distanced uh, visit to the, the stadium, but they just chose not to do, go at all. And I want to point out, too, I don't know if you've ever seen it, because you guys are, you pay a little more attention to actual politics than I do. I tend to ignore them because I think they're all bastards. But has there ever been a time in history when so many governors have been able to write things down with the swipe of a pen that are then considered law? That are even paid attention to. I mean, your right. typical governor's orders are not even on the radar of the average person. Right. But now, all these governors have been able to get all kinds of attention for themselves. I mean, this guy in New York is on TV every single day or whatever, just yammering off yeah, about whatever BS that he's cramming down people's throats. Right. I mean, these people have made themselves more relevant in people's lives than they've ever been. Yeah. And not in a good way. Right. So we saw the advent of, like, the presidential order, right? He signs a thing, and, mm-hmm. like, it just happens, right? And that had never happened previously, you know, that I'm aware of. No, that's been the- going on for forever. Well, right. But, like, they were very few and far between, and now the quantity of those increased. But now what we're seeing is we're seeing that being pushed down to the state level, where governors now have this executive order type of power. Which they've had. Right. And, had that. And, but they're using it now, yes. right, more frequently than they ever have and simultaneously. 
And they're not stopping. The emergency continues to be extended, so yeah. they have to keep reauthorizing. Kicking the can so, down the road. Right. And, and this is, it's similar in most of the states. Obviously, there's slight differences but between them, but generally, the governor can declare a state of emergency, and that lasts for a certain set period of time. And then once that set period of time comes up, he then has to redeclare that the emergency is continuing so he can keep the powers yeah. uh, that, that the, you know, the legislature has said that he may have, right? So a lot of this is legislated. A lot of this is constitutional. Uh, I mean, honestly, governors have much more power than, say, the president or a mayor. And uh, if they can declare a state of emergency, they can do a lot of things. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate, but it's probably true. I mean, just just consider, America, that we were all put under house arrest. We were quarantined the first time in history, quarantining healthy people. Mm -hmm. Quarantined, uh, we were put under house arrest with no habeas corpus rights. There was no ability to go to court and say, hey, did anyone try? I've been locked up. How could you? The court was closed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yep. I've been locked up yeah. without yep. a trial, without a body of evidence. The idea that this could occur in America is insane. And look, I get it. People were scared. People are scared. It's, but that's not a that's not a reason. It never has been a reason to in, take other people's rights. In my opinion, it's not going to stop. It's only going to continue to increase. Right. Do I don't believe the claim that it's going to end after the election. We, there have been people are, saying that. That's that's bunk. If you if you follow uh, history and you compare empires and their rise and demise, right? It's my opinion that we are on the downside of the empire. Known that's as a the question United that I have had for some time, ladies and gentlemen. Is the United States still on the rise as far as its uh, shining star or is it fading mm. now have we reached the pinnacle mm-hmm. of whatever the united states was in history yeah. is it on its way down how long does it have and when was the pinnacle and when was. was the pinnacle yeah it's a good question uh the toll-free number here is 855-450 free make make a note let's ask that again yeah. uh coming up here in moments give people a chance to ruminate on that you can call in and answer it or bring up whatever's on your mind our number is 855-450 free like freedom that's 855-450-3733 and if it is on the decline how fast before it's all over? I did say wind. Yeah. yeah. 855-450 free. It's free talk live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com this is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the show. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. If you want to join us, you can bring up anything you want, or you can answer the question that, uh, Mark, you asked just a moment ago about, is the United States in the decline of a nation? Well, is it on the rise or the decline? Mm-hmm. I mean, break, there's, <laughs> are we at the pinnacle? It would be I hard mean, to say know. this was a rise because, I mean, there's definitely, at least in the, the moment, a serious decline in the economy going on. Um, so it would be hard for anybody, I think, to argue that this is still part of whatever the rise might have been. Well, uh, you could make the claim that uh, the whole world is suffering, the United States is suffering less. So... I don't think that's the case necessarily because basically you can't travel to the rest of the world as mm-hmm. the United States. So it's it's not the greatest year to be an American citizen. You can't no. even you can't travel to Europe. Um, but if I were to answer my own question, which was what? 
are we on the rise or are on we on the wane as far as the United States's empire? I know we don't mm-hmm. want to use that term, but if we're looking at I'll use that term. great uh, civilizations over time, we can see they rise and they fall. There's usually a point where you can say this is it. Uh, you know, Caesar crossed the Rubicon or whatever the the situation might be. But you usually only know that after the fact, right? Hindsight uh, sure. being 2020. Right. I'm asking people to be am- amateur historians mm-hmm. and kind of hey, what do you think we're at? If I were to answer my own question, I would say that likely uh, just basically the the end of World War II would be the pinnacle really? of the U.S.'s sort of growth and uh, you know situation. Or maybe— Wasn't that right after a Great Depression, though? Sure, but— oh. Uh, at that point, the rest of the world was smoking rubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you looked at basically every place else that could manufacture a washing machine, right? Um, they all were on fire. One of them mm-hmm. was glowing from having two atomic bombs dropped on it. And and I'm not sure Japan was even that mature of an economy. So you're saying at that at that point, the U.S. began to decline? I think that somewhere in there, right, in that, let's call it the 40s, late 40s, uh, the United States is at its mm. pinnacle and that it began its slow decline. If, if I were to answer your question, I would say it's whenever the money went away from being backed by gold. And mm, I mean, that was the 70s. I mean, right? functionally went away. So it's well, well before that. Oh, you're talking about like the 30s or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So that might be right in the same time frame, mm. Mark. I'm not certain. Let's go to your calls and your thoughts. The toll-free number if you want to join us, 855-450-FREE-BILL is in Erie, Pennsylvania, and you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, good morning. If I could uh, just ask you a quick question, then a comment on the on w- what I think of the decline of yes, please. America. Yes, please. Hey, I watched uh, the Democratic debate. Did you fellows watch oh, I'm it? I'm so sorry. You mean the National Convention? Hey. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> I kind of dozed in, dozed out quite a bit. But, you yeah. know, fellas, one thing I observed, as much fashion as they did against Donald Trump, did, I don't recall anybody bringing up the fact that he was impeached. Am I right or wrong? I wouldn't be able to tell you one way or the I other. I paid zero attention to uh, the Democrats, and I will pay zero right. attention to the Republicans <laughs> when they have their little yeah. convention. Well, a couple of my friends said, and I was really kind of shocked because— that was one of the only things they had got accomplished. Uh, Nancy Pelosi made it very clear he's impeached forever. But boy, they just stayed. I think they stayed away from it because uh, they would have had to start explaining why the hearings, uh, the Horowitz report came out and said there was no evidence. And all those Democrats raised their hand saying there was no evidence. The same people that are on late night talk shows out there saying there was during those hearings, they weren't. So Fellas, I think they uh, stayed away from them. Uh, they stayed away from that. If they stayed they away, to, it, if they stayed away from it, they stayed away from it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I they would have rubbed it, it in. Yeah, it wouldn't have been an accident. Nobody yeah. for the course of three days at the Democratic National Convention mentioned yeah. uh, the impeachment. Yeah. So if they stayed away from it, and I don't know, uh, but if they did, they did it on purpose. So, Bill, what's your right. answer as far as the American rise and decline? Well, fellas, I I've been uh, I've been going on a local channel a lot and i've been saying hey folks we better start paying attention and instead of just getting hung up on and called a conspiracy theorist after they hang up on you uh on a uh, we better start asking the question why does our dollar bill have a pyramid on the back hang up on him. Nubis, Nubis <laughs> <Ford> <laughs> written on it. do that 
<laughs> which means New World Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on there for a reason, and I'm not I'm not the one to put it on there, so I hope you don't. <laughs> I don't know if you answered the con- question. I mean, those are interesting questions that you've asked, uh, but d- didn't answer Mark's question about whether you think America is in decline or still reaching toward its peak. Uh, uh, what do you think about okay. that? Okay, uh, I think the world is in decline, fellas. Uh, I think uh, the Bible also tells us that uh, the last world order, uh, a day's wage for a loaf of bread, if we keep built, uh, borrowing in trillions and trillions of dollars every three months, come on, we all know uh, Jesus said a, uh, that last kingdom is going to be a raiser of taxes as well. If you read the, the Word of God in the book of Daniel, chapter 10 talks about the, uh, the right. raiser of taxes in that last. And then Jesus warns us, fellas, uh, that last kingdom, you won't be able to buy or sell without a mark. We're going to a cashless society. I mean, they're, they're using the, the COVID-19 virus to, to say they want to track, uh, you know, track us. Yep, there's definitely a lot of concerning things that are happening out there. I don't know if Jesus predicted all of it, but uh, I definitely appreciate you know the concern. And thank you for the call tonight, Bill. Mark, you look like you wanted to respond oh, to that. Oh, I'm deciding whether I want to say anything or not. Okay. Um, you had that look, though. Yeah. Well, here's what I got to say. I really As a former wish, Christian who went to uh, Christian school. Sure. I'll call myself a Christian now. I don't care mm-hmm. um, any about, about the labels in particular. I mean, uh, do I believe that there's an afterlife? Yes. Do I believe that there's a God? Yes. Um, do I believe that it would have been really nice of God if he visited when he visited earth to have I don't know written down the functional rules of humanity for us that would have been really awesome um, instead of you know having them dictate you know having them put down by people who knew his disciples decades later um the i the idea that I might be sent to hell to burn because somebody wrote down what somebody said about what Jesus said I mean, I find that I find that a, a, a little weird. The, if the if the Bible is there to talk about rules of conduct, God could have scribbled that stuff out in a few pages while he was here for 33 years. Mm-hmm. And that would have been really nice. You know, wash your hands after your poop. Don't don't claim to own people as slaves. You know, um, whatever. Punching people in the face for no reason is evil. Whatever the, the set of rules are that we, we put in place. I mean, because the Bible was not clear on slavery. It was not clear mm-hmm. even on hygiene. Let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Uh, Charlie's in Alamogordo, New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Charlie. Hey, guys. It's me again. Hey, Charlie. I talked to you before about that Border Patrol agent thing and the state police officer gives me a ticket. But nonetheless, I want to answer your question first. Yeah. About the rise and decline, um, yeah. I think we're we've been we've been in decline since when? It's just that, uh, since when? Since about nine eleven, truly since nine eleven, it really has. Okay, I think uh, that's a good point. As far as turning people amongst each other, as far as neighbor against neighbor, yeah, you know, say making us think that they're LRN FM. Too bad he was saying interesting things. Yeah, I know to... it's, it's easy to get worked up, and yeah. you know I've I've made the faux pas, but yeah, we can't have that. But I do agree with where he was coming from. I think that he's making a strong argument that nine eleven was a huge turning point in a oh, bad yeah. way yeah. Uh, for the United States. Now there wasn't a whole lot of economic disaster that came as a result of that, like there is now. Uh, but it was definitely a turning point in that people accepted a lot bigger government. 
and that the government got a heck of a lot more invasive into our lives. And as he was pointing out, people are afraid of each other because of 9-11 and now even worse than yeah. 9-11. It used to be that they were afraid of brown people or men with turbans or, you know, uh, somebody with a Middle Eastern accent. And that was bad. Yeah. But now it's even worse. Now they're afraid of absolutely everyone that comes within six feet of them, even their neighbors. Their own and, family. Yeah, and in some cases, yeah, their own family. And it's just so sad. I mean, you got kids who aren't able to see their grandparents in the hospital as they're on their deathbed. I mean, it is just... Yeah, it's bad. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. If you want to answer the question about, is America in decline? At which point did it begin declining? How much more time do we have left? Now, that's, of course, impossible to, to really know because sometimes things uh, crumble much faster than anticipated. And all I can do is hope that that's the case here <laughs> and that Trump's the last president we'll ever This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Jump into any one of those. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And we do this thing seven nights a week, by the way, so you get all kinds of opportunities. If you don't get in tonight, you can just call tomorrow or the next day, or whatever it is that you want to express yourself. With you here, it's Ian, the captain, and Mark. Don't forget, you can follow us on a few different social medias, such as, uh, let's see, we got Mastodon, which is the alternative to Twitter. It's a decentralized alternative, a uh, federated alternative. You can go to toot.freetalklive.com, follow our Mastodon profile there. That's T-O-O-T, toot.freetalklive.com. We also have our Telegram channel, uh, the same content is posted on all these things that I'm going to tell you about here. So whichever one's your preference, telegram.freetalklive.com. Telegram, one of the most popular chat apps on the planet. Uh, kudos to them. They just added video conferencing ability. So you can now have a video chat with your uh, your friend or loved one or total stranger or whatever you want to do there on Telegram. Great little app, telegram.freetalklive.com. Follow our channel there. And for those of you that are still on Twitter, we do still have an account. They may take it down. You never know. But while it's there, you can find it at twitter.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about the uh, the rise and the decline of the United States. Don't think it can't happen here. It happens to all so-called nations eventually. Question is, when's it going to happen or did it already occur? I, I mean, again, I believe that we are in the midst of the decline. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, but I, I, and guys, I, I, I concur with that, that the uh, the peak has been reached. And you guys are saying it was around the 30s or the 40s, basically? It, it was either, well, economically speaking, I believe that it was before the creation of the Federal Reserve, which would have been, you know, pre-1913. So, hmm. you know, 1890, mm-hmm. somewhere around the turn of the century, something along, you know, economically speaking. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because of rome right if you you want to look at something to compare it to uh it's always the the currency right when rome started shaving little bits off their coins and you know making their money worth less you know inflating it mm-hmm. counterfeiting all that kind of thing uh, that's kind of the the sign of their decline economically speaking so that's why i point to that particular time frame yeah usually they clipped coins uh to the the government would clip coins and then the shaving was done by unscrupulous uh, people right um but Anyway, other unscrupulous people. other. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Non-official unscrupulous mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So I had previously taken like the late 40s 
basically the United States emerges from World War II. Every rest of the, the rest of the world is smoking rubble, um, and that the United States is the uh, is the big boy on the block. I I think in conversation during the break with the captain here that I may want to retract that. So hmm. competition in all uh, arenas makes uh, the competitors better. And the state, even though it is an inefficient organization, is made better by a competitive state. There were two superpowers from, you know, the 40s through the 90s, uh, the early uh, 1989, basically. Mm-hmm. And I do believe the United States was made better. So, like, they, they put a man on the moon post uh, or did World War they? II. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, 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 okay, they make a claim, and the, uh-huh. uh, the vast majority of people believe that yeah. they put a man on the moon. Um, as to whether or not that's true, I do not care to argue about it. But um, what the, the hell else did they do better, though? I mean, in that case, there was a direct competition between those two entities right. to get to the moon or whatever, but or uh, to do space racy things. Well, I mean, if it, it's something that no government has ever achieved. Uh, before or since mm-hmm. and that in of itself is a is a pretty impressive thing that they they did so i may want to say that uh the the peak is the fall of the berlin wall and okay. essentially so 1989 that, yeah that time um. from 89 to 2001 when the world trade center is struck mm-hmm. and what you now have is a decentralized state terrorism right mm. so uh, a state is an organization that rules by threat of violence yeah the the reason that you know that law-abiding citizens will tell you that you need the state is because not them, but everybody else will, uh, you know, revert to a Hobbesian state. Mm-hmm. Um, if state of nature, yeah, state of nature. If we simply don't have this, right? They, they're all they're gonna they're gonna kill my grandma or whatever the the claim is. And right. government is bad, but the alternative is worse. Is what they would have you believe. Right. So government institutionalizes violence, monopolizes violence, and says this is where we are the violence. Mm-hmm. And if you are violent, we will be violent against you. And then they say, huh. Not only can we stop violence, but we can get a bunch of money, and we can make everybody listen to all the ridiculous crap we say, and like, and then they they realize what they've got, right? And mm-hmm. and obviously this happens along the way. So when essentially what terrorism is is a decentralized government. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason they could couldn't rout out the Islamic State or Al Qaeda or whomever these because it wasn't it was an idea. It wasn't. An organization they took out iraq in a couple of days yeah but they couldn't it took them decades to route out uh you know these criminals uh that are this handful of religious nuts out there uh that were causing all this problem and mm-hmm. they'd, they'd have you believe right now if it wasn't for the fear uh, surrounding covid they'd have you believe that these religious nuts are still causing all kinds of problems and maybe they are i have no idea mm-hmm. so I think that a centralized state, a, uh, a um, uh, you know, fe- is is falling to sort of decentralized notions. Decentralization mm-hmm. and disruption are occurring in every marketplace at faster and faster rates. We're getting te- technological boosts all the time as human beings, sure. and I think that the the very concept of a centralized, powerful state is at risk uh, today. Thank. Goddess. It's about time.
Well, and you're right. It is the decentralized tools like Bitcoin, to, for instance, that are. Helping but I that. wanted to 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 morph in a orderly and peaceful fashion. Mm. I'm not looking for uh, an the history absolute of the world collapse. suggests that, that it won't be that way, but it'd be nice. I I kind of feel like, and I think I've said this on the show before, that when the United States of America does break up or whatever it is, that it's going to look a lot like what happened in the former Soviet Union. Well, I, I, I guess Except I should study that a little more. Except we're not starving as much, right? Like there's not- right, but I mean as far as uh, what happens, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They had already sort of sub-governments, uh, right? So everything just sort of went down to the next level, right? So I could easily see every state becoming its own independent nation. Once again. Once again, for, as it once yeah, was, as, as it was planned to be, but like you know, everything just sort of reduced. The federal government dissolves. You oh, know, maybe maybe nice? a couple of states get together and form a new state, or maybe some yeah. states will break into you know different sections and become their own thing or whatever. A couple of those things might happen, I think. But by and large, the most comfortable thing I think for people to do and the reaction would be to just be like, oh well, instead of being a state as part of a union, now we're just our own country. That would be the easiest thing, and I hope that it goes that direction. Uh, let's go to. To the phones, Walter is on the line in Daytona Beach listening to WNDB. Go ahead, Walter. Hi, good evening. Hey. I'd like to try to take a crack at your, your your question. Yes, please. I think you're 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 on you're on the right track. I, I believe that the, I'm I'm almost sixty years old, so I got a few years on you, but mm-hmm. just a few. When you, uh, <laughs> you know, I believe that the again only opinion, but I believe the decline began when competition started to arise throughout the rest of the world. What kind of competition? At the end of, well, the end of World War II, we were the last, you know, man standing, if you will. Yep. We couldn't make a washing machine anywhere, really, but the United States, at least at a good price point. And after that, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, and I was looking at Life magazine, I was looking at a picture of people from China. I think it was like right around 1970, 1968, right around the time of the Apollo launching for the moon. And I asked my mom, I go, why are they plowing a far, why are they plowing that field with uh, with an ox? And, and you know, mom, I asked my mom that. Mm-hmm. She says because they're an agrarian society. I go, what? The, I know what that. I go, well, I don't understand. She goes, well, well, they're not developed like we are. And that's, I, I'll never forget that. And now, you know, we we uh, for the sake of the stock market, we've packaged everything up. Uh, you, know, we, we, you take a company, you tear it down, you, you lay out a three-inch pad of concrete, 10,000 square feet, put up an aluminum building or steel building with some insulation in it, and then send all your tool and die equipment overseas, and you start making stuff. Well, after about 10, 15 years of that, they start copying it. So we gave everyone else kind of a head start. It's a natural the natural decline, the natural progression of things. Nothing lasts forever. Walter, I want to say thanks for the call. We're out of time for tonight, and it's an interesting theory. Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with it because I think that if if America were free, competition wouldn't be a problem because we could outcompete. We would we'd be yeah. nimble, we'd be quick, we'd be uh, whipping their butts. But America's not free, and uh, so we've been crushed by government regulations, which is why outsourcing and things like that happened in the uh, in the first place. But out of time tonight. See you tomorrow online. In the meantime, you can join us at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. This is your AnyPay update for August 21st, 2020. This week was all about communication. Communicating with wallets and the people who use them. 
this week has been all about well there was a lot of talking with wallets back and forth with wallets to educate them on how payments can be perfect and how the legacy style of payments are not perfect no and they're actually really horrible and we i went back you know i talked to people from exodus i've been reaching out to people from coinami wallets need to be communicating with the the payment processor like hey is this right and the payment processor is gonna be like no that's not right you messed up you're off by a satoshi or you know like something is wrong about this or you didn't include an output or whatever there's like all kinds of things that the payment processor needs to say to the wallet they need to be communicating like friends right it's not like you when you swipe your credit card you're gonna get the wrong amount paid no it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen and so i'm i'm working with the wallets to understand that um good news is this week sent b came online and i really like that one because when when it's paid with any pay um they pop up a green screen that says payment accepted by any pay yeah that was really tight i took a screenshot of that it was beautiful also i noticed that um what's his name angus brown their their ceo commented right away on on that uh video i think i posted it to streamanity and he was like oh yeah like happy to work with you guys like that was nice it was good working with them. I like yeah. Sentby and, of course, Handcash. And then today, Electrum SV released support for Pay Protocol also, which is delightful. That's awesome. It looks like that. It looks like our standard Pay colon as the as the protocol is going to become the standard it's in Bitcoin. It's happening so much faster than I expected to see all these wallets pop on. They're like, oh. Yeah, I need to have pay protocol. Pay colon. It's so much better than whatever you're using already. Dash colon, Bitcoin cash colon. First of all, it's shorter, which means a smaller QR code. And second of all, it enables like actual payments. When people walk up to a cashier and they've got a Dash wallet in their hand, it's going to work. They walk up to a cashier and they have a Bitcoin SV wallet in their hand, it's going to work. Yeah, and the the latest version of Edge has been circling around Keen new hampshire recently and they are astounded by how awesome the experience is it's totally better than before and they're eagerly waiting for the next release which is coming next week yeah really slick okay so the pay protocol that's sort of the highlight issue of the week although there was a lot it was a really powerful week i feel like we did a lot i produced a lot of videos explaining to people how to use the wordpress plugin um, getting that out to the Dash community and letting them know I just cut a video today for the Bitcoin Cash community specific for them. So that's what I've been up to. Yes, a number of new early users saying the WordPress plugin is super easy. It's incredibly good. The, my favorite one is a, a Mart and Sandwich restaurant. Yeah. And they are using WordPress to take orders at their to serve sandwiches you custom order all the ingredients you want and then you click pay you pay with bitcoin cash through any pay no way and the owner loved it he said it worked really well and um 
after you pay, it goes back to their website and says, congratulations, you, you know, your sandwich will be ready in 10 minutes. Thanks how for cool paying. How cool is that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he came back with some feedback of how we can even automate his store and make it even a more magical experience for him. So I'm looking forward to that in a future update for the WordPress plugin. Well, this is great. I'm feeling really excited. We had a great week. Very powerful. I'm looking forward to another one. LRN.FM now has a Discord. Discord is a free text and voice chat platform, and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at discord.lrn.fm. You can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows, or anytime, day or night. Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. Oh, so you're wearing a mask every day now? Where are you getting them? The same website where I get my neck and body wraps, sunnybay.com. And they're handmade. Really? Just like their wraps in the USA. Oh, and good quality? Oh, very good. These are disposable face masks. And good price? That's the best part. I get a 10-pack for only $6. Wow. Yes, as a public service, we're now sourcing disposable face masks with level one protection at sunnybay.com. Get a 10-pack of high-quality, more breathable face masks, only $6. Our face masks are hypoallergenic, latex-free, and made for stress-free all-day wearing. Or choose our N95 respirator masks, two-pack for only $6. Supplies are limited, so place your order at sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company right here in the USA. Go to sunny-bay.com and purchase your disposable face masks online. Ten masks for only $6. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com.